Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MetaBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of thyroid drugs found under the endocrine section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 32-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician after three months of weight loss, intermittent palpitations, and increased anxiety, and is found to have bilateral exophthalmos on exam. Her TSH is tested and found to be below the detectable limit. She is diagnosed with Graves' disease and informs her doctor that in the interim, she has just discovered that she is pregnant. The physician prescribes her a medication to help return her to a euthyroid state. Let's continue with an introduction to thyroid drugs. We'll begin by discussing thyroid hormones. Different drugs include levothyroxine, which is a synthetic T4 and is used in the vast majority of cases. Triiodothyronine is T3 and is used only occasionally in combination with levothyroxine. Their mechanism of action is that they replace the use of endogenous thyroid hormones. Clinically, they are used for hypothyroidism. Adverse effects are very rare unless overdosing occurs. It may cause iatrogenic thyrotoxicosis. This will present with signs and symptoms of hyperthyroidism, there's a risk of fracture, and a risk of arrhythmias. Now let's discuss the thioamides. Specific drugs include methimazole, which is the first-line thioamide, and propylthiouracil, or PTU. This is used only in pregnant patients, breastfeeding patients, and patients with drug reactions to methimazole. The mechanism of action is that they both decrease thyroid hormone production by interfering with thyroid peroxidase, or TPO, and therefore have the following effects. Decreased oxygenation of iodide, decreased iodination of tyrosine to monoiodotyrosine and diiodotyrosine, and decreased coupling of MIT-DIT for T3 and DIT-DIT to form T4. For PTU only, it also decreases peripheral conversion of T4 to T3. Clinically, they are used for hyperthyroidism. They are used to achieve a euthyroid state prior to definitive treatment with radioiodine therapy or surgery and they are used for definitive treatment for patients who are not radioiodine or surgical candidates. Adverse effects include bone marrow suppression, such as agranulocytosis, aplastic anemia, pancytopenia, and one should watch closely for signs of infections and discontinue medications and draw a CBC with the differential whenever this is suspected. Other adverse effects include skin reactions, hepatotoxicity, which is worse with PTU and has a black box warning, and unique adverse effects to methimazole include that it is fetotoxic and is present in significant concentrations in breast milk. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to thyroid drugs, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 30-year-old female complains of heat intolerance, excessive sweating, and recent unintentional weight loss. She denies alcohol, tobacco, and other drug use, and does not take any medications. Laboratory analysis reveals elevated serum T4 and decreased serum TSH. You elect to manage the patient's condition pharmacologically with methimazole. Methimazole interferes with the function of which of the following proteins? And the answer choices are, choice 1, thyroxine binding globulin, choice 2, sex hormone binding globulin, choice 3, thyroid peroxidase, choice 4, 5' diiodinase, or choice 5, sodium iodide symporter. 
The best answer to this question is choice 5, thyroid peroxidase. Methimazole is a thioamide that inhibits peroxidase, thereby disrupting thyroid hormone synthesis. It is used to treat hyperthyroidism. Peroxidase oxidizes inorganic iodide to organic iodine, which binds tyrosine residues to form monoiodotyrosine. Peroxidase also catalyzes the coupling of MIT to diiodotyrosine or DIT to form T3 and the coupling of DIT and DIT to form T4. Thioamide toxicities include skin rash and rarely agranulocytosis. Methimazole is a possible teratogen in pregnancy. However, it is sometimes used in the second and third trimesters to manage hyperthyroid states, such as Graves' disease. Its use could lead to fetal hypothyroidism, creating a potential for cretinism to occur. Alternative treatment options for hyperthyroidism include ablative thyroid therapy and iodine-131. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Thyroxine-binding globulin binds T3 and T4 in the blood. Blocking its action would likely increase free T3 and T4 and therefore exacerbate hyperthyroidism. Choice 2. Sex hormone-binding globulin binds sex hormones in the blood and would likely have little effect on free levels of T3 or T4. Choice 4. 5'-diiodinase converts T4 to T3 in peripheral tissues. PTU inhibits 5'-diiodinase, but methimazole does not. Choice 5. The sodium iodide symporter actively transports iodide through the basement membrane of thyroid follicular cells. Its action is not inhibited by methimazole. That's all for this review about thyroid drugs. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.